0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. And today, finally making his debut on the podcast. I feel like I've been talking about this for a good two weeks now, but luckily I was finally able to get a hold of him and strangle him down. Basically, to tell the story, it was like I casted a fishing rod out into the sea got him to bite, and was just trying to raggle him in for the last two weeks. And finally, I got out my big net, swooped him out of the water, put him in the What Makes Me Mad podcasting boat, and I have him here with me now, ladies and gentlemen, making his What Makes Me Mad podcasting debut. Probably the top five moment of his life right here. I mean, like, state champion, uh, birth of your daughter, uh, and then What Makes Me Mad, I would assume, probably somewhere in that order, you can rank them wherever you'd like. Uh, I mean, marrying your fiance is probably up there too, but, you know, you you can organize that however you'd like. You don't have to admit it out loud, because I'm sure someone will get offended by that. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, making his debut on the What Makes Me Mad podcasting platform, I give you uh, the... MVP of the Evansville Blue Jays because he batted over 320, which is an impressive batting average for not only Major League Baseball, but for home talent as well, too, because sometimes the pitching can be suspect. But, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jasper Meeker. Jasper, how we doing on the podcast, my friend?
1: Good, hello everyone, and uh, it might make my wife a little mad, but I would say it's probably top three.
0: Yeah, take that, Taylor! <laughs> you got to see the Golden Retrievers, and you got to be on the podcast, just doing two things you know that she has not accomplished, so take that, Taylor. But yes, I'm excited to have you on, because today I am going to be discussing uh, some home talent baseball, because one of the things I have been doing throughout the summer is covering home talent a lot of fun a lot of good teams a lot of good ball players but also there's been some stuff along the way too that has made me mad so I figured why not get somebody on the podcast that knows a thing or two about home talent a guy that has been on the Evansville Blue Jays final four squad and I mean that's just I mean, what else, like, other accomplishments do you need right there? I mean, for crying out loud, he's a state champion and the Final Four member of the Evansville Blue Jays. By the way, you're the second most athletic guy to come on this podcast. Dalton Sorgel will get that uh, top spot, and he will always get that top spot, all right? Ooh, harsh. I, I saw that. That boy's a great sprinter, and the one time I went and saw him play a football game, he had a really nice pass breakup uh on someone that was, like, five inches taller than him. But he's a little pesky cornerback, and he was fighting with them all the way down, knocked that ball free, got an MVP chant going from the crowd. So it was pretty cool seeing my uh, co-worker uh, on the gridiron making plays. I also yelled, way to represent Culver's after he did that, too. I don't know if he heard me, but, you know, it was it was pretty cool to see Dalton Sorgle do that. Dalton, hope you're doing well, by the way. But anyway, I have Jasper on because I have... Some things here that I've been uh, writing about, and I'm going to discuss them and see what he thinks, if it's ever you know made him mad, or maybe if it's made other teammates mad, maybe it's made the coaching staff mad. But Jasper, one of the first things that made me mad at home talent this year was I was covering a game, not going to tell what teams it was, uh, but they were both uh, with sub-500 records at the bottom part of the division, right? About 100 damn degrees on this day, too, right? So hotter than a pistol. Uh, both teams just playing for the love of the game. Uh, anyway, one dude completely plastered at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday because you love to see it. Anyway, just constantly heckling the players, the um, other the other team's players. And it's just like... Dude, it is a home talent baseball game. One o'clock in the afternoon, you're just absolutely plastered, and you're just yelling at these guys who are just playing for the love of the game. Like both teams right now are a combined five and sixteen probably on the season. Like there are no superstars out there making a hundred million. And yeah, if you want to like heckle someone to like make a that makes a bad play, sure, go for it. But if you're just like constantly doing it where it's just like, dude, shut up. Oh, please. It made me mad. So, Jasper, my question to you is, uh, have you ever had to deal with uh, a drunken fan in home talent or maybe just any of your sporting events at all in general? Uh,
1: fortunately enough, like, the, the Jay's Nest is a pretty nice environment where we play our home games. But I can definitely see why there would be, like, an umpire shortage at list level. It's, it's pretty harsh to see, like, what what they go through, especially like us players, I guess I haven't really noticed that we like take a lot of heat, but I would say that the umpires on a on a gamely basis, like whoever's losing mostly just really really gives it to them and I don't I don't really see it. They're getting paid a little bit of money to come out here and and do this for us so we can actually play baseball, and everybody just kind of gives them too hard of a time, I think.
0: Exactly. And one of the things I've noticed too if the players are doing it for the love of the game, the umpires are also doing it for the love of the game and calling games right down the middle. Yeah, I was at a game uh, the other day. Uh, uh, I'll say, or, I'm not going to say the team that I cover, but. The team they were facing was Belleville, which is kind of hilarious, too. One of the things I've been thinking on my long drives is who comes up with these town names. I think the guy was probably just like, well, I got this Bell here, so why don't we just call it Belleville and be good with it? But anyway, um, yeah, and so I guess Belleville had uh, a player that got, like, ejected. I think maybe even a couple others as well, too, because we've talked about the ejection rule Um, But there is, like, an agreement between the four teams in the postseason that if your player gets kicked out of a game, suspended for the rest of the season or in for the rest of the round-robin tournament. And so they had a guy that got, like, kicked out of a home talent game, which, what are you doing getting kicked out of a home talent game? Like, again, cannot stress this enough, it is very low stakes. The amount of times that I have walked onto the field and looked into a dugout and seen a bunch of beer cans laying there, like, these guys should just be playing for fun. It's like me getting kicked out of an alumni game for soccer, which I came close to one time and I was like, alright, I gotta start making some changes. I gotta stop being so overly competitive. But I was having a bad like first half and the ref kinda made some, you know, kinda whole home calls. But ever since then I'm like, alright, I'm gonna take this like less seriously. And it that fun, but anyway uh, one of the like couple of guys, got kicked out, but they ended up playing in the next game because the home talent league decided, ah, you guys can play, and it's like that's one something very poor message. But also too, it's just like, yeah, some of the stuff I hear where it's like they don't have K zone, you know, they don't have instant replay. There's like two of them at the most, like ho- like baseball, like playoff, you're lucky to get three, um, and like. It, it, They're not not out there to, like... Like, no one's, like, actively having, like, a Belleville, like, shirt under them because they played for, like, Belleville, and they're not making, like, all these bad calls. Like, there was, like, one call where it was, like, a check swing call where it was, like, yeah, that was a pretty piss-poor call. But, like, at the end of the day, like, that's not going to make, like, the uh, make or break a game, which, I mean, it kind of did because I gave, you know, the hitter an extra pitch, and then he ended up hitting a three-run homer off it. So, like, I could be, like, mad there, but, like, it's, like, uh, the people I was sitting by, I was sitting by the Belleville section, you know, taking pictures and stuff and I could hear them just like bitching about. It's like, you know, your team's getting beat eighteen to nine. I don't think like the umps are having that much of a decision on the game to start off with. It's it frustrates me.
1: You know what makes me mad.
0: Ooh, what makes you mad? Take yeah. take the reins on this podcast. It's like it's like an intimidating bull. Like I it's always fun when I see other guys like hop on it and try to tame and ride this bull. Go for it. Belleville Home it
1: makes me mad. Yes, man.
0: Belleville Home it makes me mad too.
1: So I was there well, first of all we played them in night league. It was a close game. We okay. lost. Alright little disappointing, but they're really new in the league, and actually they're started by one of my former teammates from Evansville. His name is, well, we don't have to talk about that. Do you like the guy or not? Yeah, he's pretty okay. I don't have anything against him. But I do have something against the Belleville home talent. They won their section championship in, like, their third year in the league, and I went to see that game because... They played Schulzburg and Schulzburg is a friend of the Jays. Yep. Uh, So, we like Schulzburg and it was a good game, good game. The umps arguably had an effect in that game, too. I won't throw anybody under the bus, but um, Schulzburg fans were a little little upset about that also. But Belleville popped champagne after winning a section championship, and, and then they got stomped in... Oh, uh, you, you, so you would hate. You would hate.
0: You would hate Manona then, because that's what them boys did too. But that was like a lot more of an exciting game. They went on a walk off
1: from behind. But plus, still. they they've been around like longer yeah, than Minona. Belleville. Yeah, and, that is true. And Belleville went out and got Langley or Langford or I think his name's Langley or somebody, that big lefty pitcher. I don't know. It just, how they went about it was just a lot more. I I think
0: also, too, they like lost their two top starting pitchers to injury or something like that because they had like no pitching basically in that game. Yeah. I also like Monona because their first baseman slash manager, Vince, good dude. Had to all, you know, got to talk to him like after the game most of the time. And whenever they're doing player introductions, he always tries to sack tap his players. (laughs) So, like, you'll see him like run on and like high five and then boom. (laughs) And then also, too, he'll give me, like, an in some interesting quotes once in a while. And he also has a pretty solid mustache as well, too. As someone that struggles growing facial hair, it's like a good first baseman always has to grow a good, solid mustache or some sort of facial hair. So I respect that on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Monona, Monona is definitely, like, a more respected team around the league anyway. Yeah. Like, Belleville is, like the trey young right now oh, yeah. of the NBA like the bad boys of the the home talent league I would say so I don't know
0: I will say though I have seen some pretty shitty calls in some home talent league I was so I was at uh mcFarland um in Stoughton and so uh I think it was like bases loaded or something like that it was like close play at they, McFarland tried turning a double play it was close play at second third to first clearly not in time right? And they originally call like the guy out uh, out at second, or I forget what it was, but there's a bunch of confusion. Anyway, they call the guy out at first when he was safe by a mile, and then they gave the guy at second safe when he was out by a mile, and all like the, both managers was like, "This is dumb." Like, yeah, they're both like arguing about it, and so. But one of the things though that made me mad in that game though um, is PA announcers being like biased or doing play by play. So the, and I don't want, and most of these guys are obviously volunteers. So I understand that. Um, and not every PA announcer too is going to be good. Um, they m- normally just take a guy with a deep voice or just someone that wants to do it. So they don't know anything about audio quality or anything like that because I've been at some games where it's just like the guy has the mic literally right up next to his face. I'll demonstrate it even though this mic does a great job at capping things off for like volume. So basically it's just like doing this, right? And it's just like you can, I mean, you can't hear it, but the audience is clearly going to listen to it. It's very loud, um, which like good, you can hear it, but like the audio quality on it obviously sucks. So hence why I put the microphone down here because when I talk, it carries, like, down like that, right? I, I literally took, like, audio classes in college. So, like, as someone that barely does anything with audio, I can still, like, see when, like, audio is like, oh my God, that's, like, not how you hold a microphone or anything like that. Trust me, too, when I go to weddings and I see, like, people giving best man speeches or anything like that, if they're holding the microphone bad, I will, like, yell at them and point it out and be like, you're not holding the mic right. But anyway, back to the game, though. Uh, Stoughton hit, like, a deep fly ball, and it sounded good coming off the bat, right? PA announcer leans into the microphone. It's
1: out of here! <laughs> <laughs> was it caught?
0: Fly ball caught oh, at the warning track. Rough. And the guy, a uh, nice catch by uh, the center fielder for McFarlane. It's like, dude, what are you doing, my guy? You don't come back from that. No, and it was funny because I was, like, by the McFarlane bench, and it was funny because... Hey, they're running off, and you just hear half of them go, "It's out of here! <laughs> it's out of here!" I was like, "Buddy, what are you doing? You can't do a play-by-play when you're being a PA announcer." I know home talent isn't under the WIA rule book, but one of the things that the WIA states you can't do like play-by-play. Yeah, basically, you have to be neutral when you're a play-by-play guy, um, and so it's just like. Like, oh, what are you doing, my guy? Like, wait until it's, like, out of the ballpark. And, like, you can get excited for it, but, like, you just can't be like, it's out of (laughs) here. It's just so funny, too, because as soon as you said, it's out of here, you see, like, the center fielder start putting, like, his hand up to see, like, all right, where am I at on the track? Oh, cool, I have a shot to catch it. And then you see it catching, you're just like, ooh, you hate that guy. And then he's got to try to auction off
1: some 50-50 meat raffles and just... You hate to see it. Yeah, we we played our playoff game, and it was a really close game against Stoughton. They were the one seed. We dropped it ten to nine, and they started the game, and they came over, and they were asking pronunciations of the names for our team, which I like. You should, yes, that's a good idea. Good
0: idea. Um, as someone that's also an announcer that, uh, gets very scared whenever he sees like four consonants in a row, Mm. like it's, I remember I was calling a whitewater playoff game and there's someone, uh, on the bench for, it was like girls basketball or something like that, that had just like their first name was just like. K-R-Y-Z or something. And I was just like, okay, let's hope she doesn't get in because I'm going to butcher that name. Like, I'm going to try it. Because also, too, I remember um, if you ever listen to the Georgia-Alabama championship game, you know, where Tug of Aloha, it's the ch- uh, throw to Smith in the end zone, right? The Georgia radio guy, low-key kind of like racist because he's like, Tug of low, you know, comes in. No one knows who he is or whatnot, and he gets sacked, and, like, the guy keeps tripping on his name, and I forget what he says, but he's like, Tua, da, tugga, titha, I'll just call him, like, blah, 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 or whatnot. And it's like, okay, dude, and then literally the next play, Tua throws the bomb to Smith, so it's kind of like instant karma. So it's like, you got to obviously try... The Pronunciation, you're not gonna get it, but anyway, continue. But yeah,
1: we so he came over and he got all the pronunciations. And then, in the he didn't even make it through the first inning, he started doing the calls for our team, and the speaker just did not make it. It was just super oh. like crackly and like ratchet sounding. So, he just that's, that's also
0: one of the things I noticed too with covering high school sports and you know, home talent, the speaker quality very very suspect it's well and it's always funny because it makes me think back to like my high school days where it's like you know they would play like either a warm-up track over you know the stadium or like when the palms team would do like their routine or something like that and just like half the speakers would be cutting out like trying to play like this rap song or something (laughs) like that that's talking about bodies or something like that and like humping and it's like 16-year-olds out there, it's like, who approved of this right. song? <laughs> and it's always funny, because it's always some middle-aged guy that's like, now the Parms team performing their routine, body sensual. Go get them, <laughs> girls! It's like, oof! <laughs> oof. oof. But yeah, so, um, I, for one of the, uh guys, to, also too, it's, uh, kind of been a struggle too, with like a lot of people playing like the National Anthem as mm, well too. Yeah. Um, and so I remember one of the guys. I'm not going to say which stadium it was at uh, or what uh, venue it was, but the guy couldn't get like the whole, uh, the uh, national anthem going. Like every time he would try to hit like a button, it would just start playing uh, center field because you'd hear the, toof, 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 which honestly should also be the national anthem. Yeah, I, I feel even- like, too, especially for baseball. I mean, if that was the national anthem, I would totally be fine with it. Because, I mean, just it's a kick ass song, obviously. And it's baseball, right? And so, like, he couldn't get it figured out. And so he was just like, ah, uh, all right, guys, we're just going to say the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Uh, starts saying the Pledge of Allegiance, forgets the words. He, like, <laughs> oh, says, no. like, the second line and is like, oh, crap. And he's like, ah, uh, for liberty and justice for all. All right, let's play some baseball. It's like.
1: <sighs> Too much pressure.
0: Yeah. And, like, that's one of my biggest fears is, like, fucking up in front of, like, a whole bunch of people and just. <sighs> And then I was even talking to the umpire about that as well, too, because that ump was kind of talkative. Because also, too, at some point, they were playing the YMCA song, and the guy was like, come on, guys. It's talking to some of the guys in the crowd, let's get into it. And then... uh he was during like you know the break and he just casually brings up yeah I went uh, I would always go to the YMCA when I was younger down in Indianapolis but you'd have to swim nude and it's like <laughs> why would you bring that conversation up just randomly it's like no one needs to know your days swimming in the buff yeah, my guy <laughs> thanks for the mental image yeah and well let me tell you I was like ooh you <laughs> know like Because, like, so my dad and, like, a couple other my buddies' dads, uh, Janesville uh, schools, for some reason back in the day, they had to, like, the boys had to swim nude for some reason, so they always bitch about that, and, like, they'll always bring it up. Like, you want to get someone from, like, Janesville that's, like, in their 50s, 60s mad that, like, went to Craig or went to... I don't know. I always get the schools confused, but I want to say Marshall just be like, do you ever have to swim in the nude? And they'll be like, oh, yay. God, they they tried giving us the BS excuse that, oh, our the lint from our shorts got it clogged the drain or something like that. And, it, and it's it's hilarious listening to them always bitch about it. But Yeah. So it's like, yeah, way to just casually bring that up in a conversation, buddy. Taylor's dad went to Craig, so maybe
1: I should ask about
0: that. 100%, <laughs> you should ask, because he will probably most likely have to have swum in the Just text it to him. Just be like, hey, uh, I heard Craig had to swim in the nude. Did you have to do that? And, and if you did, did you hate it? I'm
1: sorry for those people.
0: Yeah, because could you imagine having to do that now? you imagine the uproar? No, what? that would not work out. That would have been a national news story, <laughs> and like there would have been like a bunch of reprimandums and just it would have been terrible. But for obviously for good measure, because it's a <laughs> dumb thing. But um,
1: where was I going with this? I guess, see the umpire distracted me. But anyway, anyway, so yeah, uh, yes, go for it. So, side note: Florida Atkinson, another quality uh, home talent team. Great place to watch a home talent base. Jones game. Park, right? Yeah, I think it's called Jones Park. Yep. Uh, the only thing I would say is uh, there's a tree in play in left field. Yeah, I think a I little, saw uh, that. A little bit of a pain, but the PA announcer for Fort Atkinson very quality, and I would say he's pretty impartial. Good, good, good. You like to hear? It. I remember the worst like PA announcer
0: I've ever heard was I went when I was like eight or nine or something i went to because one of my cousins played on uh janesville craig football right so we went down to the white memorial that guy super partial doing play by play absolutely such a douche to listen to and like i'm sure he was probably having fun with it and i'm sure it was probably enjoyable for the other guys that like listen to also to oregon uh close second i would say as a Someone that, you know, hates Oregon, the city of Oregon with a burning passion in my heart. Uh,
1: that PA announcer kind of sucks, too. Um, I was going to say, Oregon's probably made it on the podcast a couple times.
0: couple times. Just an absolute hellhole of a city. Uh, you know, a bunch of, you know, a very above-average community. Good soccer program, but with that said, still a bunch of bastards, I feel like. Anyway, now that I've got that off my chest. Also, to the PA guy, whenever he would, like, call out, like, uh your name like when you're getting introduced so like you know it would be like Jasper Meeker right you'd be like coming in number 25 Jasper Meeker Meeker He would always just say like so like when you're doing like you know introductions he'd be like uh Ben Wolf Wolf I don't get it Jake Anderson Anderson Matt Sheehan Sheehan It's like Dude, what are you doing? But also, the Blight Memorial guy would, like, try to, you know, get the crowd, like, you know, like, Earth. He'd be like, come on, freshman student section. I can't hear you. Come on, Earth student body section. Which is also, it's like, why do they have so many student sections? Isn't it just one big student section? It's like they're all divided up into smaller sections. And uh, at one point, like, there was, like, a 100-yard pick six or something like that. And when the guys at the 40-yard line play still literally in progress, he's like, Keith Jackson takes it back a hundred yards, blah, blah, blah. And it literally, it sounded like he was in the middle of eating meatloaf while also, like, because he was just, like, in the mic, audio quality, terrible. He's like, there's about a hundred yards. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this guy sucks. I'm like, good God, dude. Like, they literally say, like, you know, like, don't do, like, there's a WIA handbook. Look at it. And maybe they literally revised it because of that guy. But it's like, you literally can't be like. Come on, crowd, let's get into it. It's like, and I think one or two times he, I think he got on the mic, was like, I don't know about that call or something like that. It's like, dude, <laughs> come on. But yeah, that, that, but that, that just was a hundred percent. I because I thought about that the other day, and I was like, I need to put that guy in the podcast. That has been uh, twelve years coming, I think, since that day. So like, that guy needed to come on the podcast there. Yeah, Oh, also, too, to get back on PA announcers, again, I understand they're volunteers. Some of their song qualities are not good. Did you ever listen to that song that I told you that you had to listen to by chance by Clarence Cart? You did not listen to it, did
1: you? (laughs) No. You had one job. I listened to it one time, but I I didn't get a good... A good listen to See, it. See, I don't know what I have for, like... Plus, um, it was also two and a half weeks ago when you told me to listen to it.
0: Well, maybe and if, if you would have came on... <laughs> maybe if you would have came on the podcast two and a half weeks ago, we wouldn't my have fault. had this problem. Yep, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I mean, I won't, like, sing it or anything like that, but I'll, like, discuss it. Anyway, Hometown, most of the time, nine out of ten times, they play, like, every country song imaginable, which makes me just hate country even more. Uh, but one, the one time, though, the guy... Uh, decides that he's not going to play country. He decides to play a song from 1986. It is by an artist named Clarence Carter. The song is called "Strokin." That song is about having a lot of sex. It's basically like uh, it, it, I forget how it goes, but he's like, the song is just like, I don't make love. Yeah. I be strokin'. Now that you, yeah, now that you say, and it, like, it's coming back he's to you like, have like... you ever made love before breakfast? on the kitchen table, and I'm like, have you ever made love to The Late Show? Have you ever... Uh, like had sex in a car, and then the policemen come up and knock on your window, and like all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, you can't play this song. It's a public park. It's Fourth of July weekend. There's literally a neighborhood cookout <laughs> full of kids at the pavilion, fifty yards away from, it, and you're playing a song about stroking. The what does
1: this have to do with baseball? <laughs> the two notable things that come back to me were. Yeah, A, it was super old, and who wants to listen to it in general? Because it just was not not the vibe. Yeah. And B, it was very inappropriate. Like, Hometown is very much a, a family setting where, like, you're yeah. supposed to be able to bring your family and watch the games, and that just seems like <laughs> the, not, he played not like
0: the move. Not every the move. half inning, he'd play, like, some sort of country song, and that was the one song that he changed it up to, and it's just like, what a song. Just. talking about having sex just all the time and it's like this is wildly inappropriate like i remember one time working at culver's uh one of the first times i started someone came up so you and me obviously know working at uh, being previously worked at the world's largest uh we have that meeting room you know that's got the television i remember a woman came up to the register and was like yeah there's a tv show on that's inappropriate for my children to be watching uh, it was How I Met Your Mother, by the way, so, like, that lady was kind of overboard on it. But I didn't want to be the guy that has to walk up to the PA announcer and be like, this song is inappropriate for my children, and I don't even have children right now. But, like, like obviously you have a young daughter, and, like, Taylor goes to a decent amount of your games, and she also brings your daughter with it. And, like, you know, I know she's, like, hang on, hang on. She's not one, obviously. I don't think she, she's either two or three. If, let me think, let me think, come on, I should get this right. She is three? Two and a half. God dang it! <laughs> <laughs> if
1: you split the difference.
0: I am really dumb because I was like, all right, she was born my spring semester of college. So if I do the math, I, I was thinking it was spring for some reason. It is clearly fall out we were literally just talking about hometown god i'm stupid sometimes but yeah it's like
1: obviously like you don't want your daughter listening to that especially as she gets older yeah, uh, and I like mean, a little she's, bit, she's already picking up things that we say that probably are a little bit yeah so like, like, like,
0: like like at least like if you're gonna play like a song about sex play some Whoppers or something like yeah. that just at least, like, a good beat. Something from... Make it more modern, at least. Something yeah, something that's life. not over 30 years old. And, like, that song, like, I didn't even know, like, existed until, like, I looked it up. Because I was like, I gotta see what this song is. And it's, like, it's not even, like, a classic. Because I like, some rock and roll songs that you listen to. And it's like, eh, lyrics are kind of fucked up. But, hey, it's classic. Who cares? You know, play it on the intercom. Who cares? But, you know, it's like... This song, I think the guy just liked and... Uh, Ugh, I was like, that's not the move, man. Yeah, day.
1: legitimately, I feel like you're going, you out of your way at that point to play something. Like you're like, okay, what can I get away with that would be the most inappropriate?
0: And I get being like a DJ as well, too. Like being like a volunteer play by or PA is like tough to begin with, but also to then having to be tasked with playing songs that like a crowd of home talent will like. It, it, it's a tough, it's tough. It's like being a DJ at a wedding, basically. It's like, it's a no-win situation, and, like, someone is going to complain. Or, like, being a DJ at a high school dance, or even worse, a middle school dance, because those are just awkward to begin with. Or performing at the Super Bowl, I feel like. Ooh, hey, by the way, uh, your favorite artist is going to be uh, the NFL kickoff uh, singer,
1: Ed Sheeran. <sighs> oh, man. man.
0: Which, when I think of
1: football, when I, do
0: that? when I think of football, I think of two men just colliding at full speed, collisions, men, manly men, and Ed Sheeran. It's like, well, it's like when a couple years ago for the Super Bowl when they're like, alright, the Super Bowl it is upon us, uh, you know, our age group is mainly like men over 40, Uh, That is, like, most of the people that it is... Alright, Maroon 5 it is. It's, Go
1: get them, Adam Levine. Exactly, that was my point. Take like, your you got, shirt off. You right. got Beyonce and Shakira one year, and like... And that one I think the guys kind of like. Well, that's my point, <laughs> is like, then you got...
0: Obviously like, you, for their music, I am not looking at women objectively, you know, I enjoy their music. Shout out
1: Shakira, Lo, Beyonce, all of them. Very good, but also they're very attractive as well, too. My point <laughs> being that, like, you're gonna make 50% of people happy usually, and 50% of people are gonna be like well this is the stupidest halftime show i've ever seen yeah like bruce bruce springsteen everybody like that was like an older generation was like okay yeah or the Stones sounded awful by the way i'm a big bruce springsteen fan and that show was bad he sounded bad anyway but my point is like you you're gonna make some people happy and some people just aren't gonna like bruce springsteen yeah like i think of like 2004 with like
0: uh Janet and uh, Justin Timberlake where they're like, alright, let's have MTV put together this music and like, did like, no one like, watch that in the beginning, it's just like or like, did they go with like, 15 minutes before, like, hey, alright, uh, have we figured out what they're doing for the Super Bowl performance yet? Ah, they just said they're gonna kind of do some stuff on the fly a little bit of some dancing here and there alright, yeah, it should be good, good Uh, Which also makes me think of a story back the original XFL days uh, when Vince McMahon was like, yeah, players can have nicknames on their uh, back of their jerseys, right? And like 15 minutes before kickoff or something, they're like, hey, Vince, did you look at the sheets of the guys that they have for nicknames and approve them yet? "Uh, No, let me see the list. Like, looks down quick and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're fine, they're fine. And they're like, "Uh, did you see the New Jersey Hitman number 69 uh, thing? It was Teabagger, by the way, and it's like, you gotta approve this stuff before you put it on a nationally televised, like, audience, man. Like, the Super Bowl with, like, the black-eyed peas when the Packers were in it. I literally,
1: like, ate dinner during it, and I was like, I know this is gonna suck. Yeah, I, uh, I don't even remember. I watched that Super Bowl... Obviously a big pa- fan of the Packers, but uh, I couldn't have told you that the Black Eyed piece did the halftime show. Well,
0: it's so. just, like, it's just, it's so dumb that it's, like, they, it's, like, yeah, either gotta go with, like, like, rocker co- like, as much as I hate country, like, if they went with, like, country, sure, I could understand it, like, demographics maybe, but, like, some of them, they're just, like, I'm just waiting for, like, two years from now, it's gonna be Iggy Azalea, I can see it, or, uh, Cardi B's gonna host it, and it's like, come on, guys, what are we doing? What are we doing right now? The demographic
1: that uh, listens to the country gave up on the NFL. I don't know if you... Uh- oof. Oof. Good point. <laughs> yes. Good point. I, I like Jasper. I, the, the rule that I have on this
0: podcast, don't discuss politics, but Jasper just dipping his toe enough in it. He didn't do a full-fledged cannonball. Because, see, that's what, like what Peyton will do. If I have Peyton Witt on the podcast, <laughs> he will just... Like, if the pool of politics, and I'm like recording right next to it... Some people will, like, I'll dip my toe in it. Like, I'll have, like, Casey and Dalton dip their toe in it if they want to. Peyton will do a full-fledged cannonball in it after I specifically told them not to. Literally, I remember one time I was like, he's doing, like, a Colin segment. I'm like, all right, you know the drill. As long as it's something not political, right? Right. All right, Peyton, you got something that makes you mad? <laughs> yeah, dude. So Mount Rushmore has been in the news recently, and, like, that's to him. I'm like, God. Damn it, Peyton, I literally told you not to do that. Hey, and, like, I don't know. Anyway, I get done with the call. I look at Casey and Dalton. I'm like, I literally told him, don't do that. And he just went full steam ahead. He was like, it was like, uh, be like, uh, you go to the pitching mound, and you're like, all right, let's intentionally walk this guy uh, because he is batting over 400. Uh, and he is their powerful first baseman, and the dude is just built like a sack of potatoes, like absolutely built like bricks. Actually, I should say instead of potatoes. Uh, and so it's you're like, all right, got it. And like your first pitch, trying try throwing a fastball right down the middle, and just hits it out the park. And the manager's just like, "What the fuck you doing?" It's like that's literally what I was like with Peyton, because he's like, "Yeah, I just got to uh, discuss something that's you know been on my mind." It's Mount Rushmore. I mean, that's stolen land, and I'm just like holding the mic
1: up to the... And I'm like... Mm. You give him the bunt sign, and he's just up there taking daddy hacks. Like, yeah. Like,
0: I ain't buntin' up. Or, like, it, no, basically a lot better of a thing is if you're a third base coach, if you're rounding third, you have the stop sign up, <laughs> <laughs> because it's already about to hit the cutoff, man, and he just blew right past <laughs> that stop sign. Which, by the way, if you blow through a stop sign... In baseball, and you don't get and like you're safe at the plate. Got to be probably one of the most baller like moves. Like you're feeling good about yourself. But if you blow by and you're out by a mile, probably nothing worse. I'm assuming like you just want to hide your head in shame. Yeah, you might be sitting on the bench too. Yeah, Yeah. I remember one time eighth grade. uh, I blew through the stop sign. Uh, I was at second, so I didn't see the third base because I was watching the ball in the outfield, and luckily. Directly, I was like, you know what, they're probably going to hit the cutoff, man, because luckily, if they didn't hit the cutoff, if they would have just thrown straight to third, I would have been out by a mile, but they hit it, cutoff, man, so it was like boom, and then boom, and like, I just like got there, almost was short on the slide, so that would have been worse, because the slide I had to like, because I like doing the Pete Rose head first slide. Uh, but, like, I got there and was like, oh, God, I'm getting... Uh, got to stretch it out a little bit. So that would have been worse if, like, I would have blew through the stop sign and came up short on the slide and gotten tagged out. Yeah,
1: 100%. If you miss or ignore a sign, if it works out afterwards, it's a lot better. In Fort Atkinson this year, I uh, I was on first. And I had thought I got a hit-and-run sign, and (laughs) apparently it got wiped off. So I went, and they didn't swing. It was a bad pitch, and the guy dropped the throw at second base. But I almost got called out because he put the tag on, and the ball kind of just dribbled away, and the ump didn't see it at first, and I was sitting there. Like, pointing to the ball with one hand. And I was like, no, no, no he dropped it. Please, and, I barely put it. No, come on. I, I got my hand on the base with the other one. But, yeah, apparently um, that was not the sign. But oh, no. it was the only stolen base for our team of the game.
0: So hey, I, there you go. I, I like it. Credit where credit's due. Meeker, the, uh... God, what's an animal that starts with an M that's fast? Uh, or, nah, here, here we go. Jasper the Jaguar. There we go, because you're quick like a... Quick, like a kitten out there on the base paths, out here making plays <laughs> in hometown. You know, the scouts are out there watching you. I do kind of
1: think, though, I'm like, I feel like some scouts have some of those guys are pretty decent. Well, I mean, there's <clears throat> so I've actually had the opportunity to play with like quite a few like really good ball players. Even this summer, uh, Johannes Hawkinson plays for Concordia, like for fall ball, like, and uh, This year I got to catch a couple games for the Jays, and uh, there was a kid named Andrew Brockwell who he's going to Western Kentucky to throw for their program, and that's D1. So he he was humming it. It was, yeah, I... Ever. You don't warm that guy up without a helmet on. <laughs> like, it's a little sketchy back there sometimes. Yeah, just go out there, just all right, just hit the Clock. glove, you're all good. <laughs> First of all, All right, maybe I'm going to go put on the helmet. <laughs> I was, like, sitting, so, Fort Atkinson, like, where you warm up, well, you can warm up, they have, like, a little bullpen next to the dugout, and I'm, like, sitting behind the plate and then your dugout is like right like there's a wall and then the dugout is right there and I'm like sitting there warming them up and our like right fielder is just like wow that's gas <laughs> and I just turn around and he looks at me and he's like yeah you know you know that's gas it's yeah it's I don't know. It's a pretty cool thing where you get to like have a good mix where you'll see like the 50-year-old catcher out there or like the 50-year-old first baseman but then yeah. you got guys that are like actually using this like guys, guys that like, are cannot, like, in off season out of high yeah, school like they're like out of their season and they're like using it to just kind of stay in the mindset of it. So yeah, it's a cool league. I know I just spent thirty eight minutes
0: shitting on it, shitting on some of the parts <laughs> of it, but like, it is pretty fun going to it. No, also, it does make you mad. I've also got one more thing too about PA guys that make me mad. There's one guy, or uh, also too, um that they they opened up like the concession stand and everything like that. Every top of the first, bottom of the first, second. We'll mention the we'll mention the concession stand where it's
1: like, dude,
0: we get it already. If I buy a hot dog, will you shut up about
1: it? So okay, the Jays' nest is notorious for that. John, like, is our manager. He spends sometimes a little too much time um, invested in like the events going on around the Jays' nest, um, and will always, always, always mention the concession stand. And he'll have, like, people come in from, like, Evansville area sports teams, like, high school sports teams, or, like, other um, summer league teams will come in and help in the concession stand, and they'll give him, like, 10% proceeds. Yeah, yeah. and That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, and so when he's, like, going through the beginning of the game, he'll, like, say the sponsors and stuff, and then he'll usually say, like, who the proceeds are, like, going to and who's helping in the concession stand. But he always uses the exact same saying, and he'll say, "So go ahead and shoot the locks off your wallets, and <laughs> walk down to the concession stand, and, and then it like lists off like we got beer, brats, hot dog, and it's just like, and we're so whenever he does that too, he's like in his speech. So we're standing on on the baseline ready for the national anthem like sitting there waiting the other team's sitting there waiting on the other line and we're just listening to him ramble on for a long time saying the sponsors and then telling people to shoot the lock off their wallets i i feel like i can't i hope he goes like and
0: blow your load
1: Literally every it's painful it's really painful I love John but sometimes it's just like, man, you gotta you gotta yeah. amp it down a couple knots. I do like
0: the I do like the guy. I've spent a decent amount ragging on him, but also too there is one time too where like some sprinkles started to go on the field and literally in the middle of the pitch in middle of like a pitch in an at bat he decides to get on the mic and obviously like he does so I'm gonna grab the mic. Yeah, just some sprinkles, folks, nothing to worry about here. As literally a guy is, like, in the middle of a swing, misses the pitch, and the guy just looks back at the guy like, What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You can't just
1: announce that loud. So we're, okay, so we're playing a game at the Jays' Nest for um, 4th of July. And almost always after the Jay's Nest game on fourth of July, they um they'll play or they'll have fireworks like from the outfield after the game. Makes well sense. there was like a band and a beer tent set up next to the field during this year's game and they went through like ground rules and the ump the ump specified the home plate ump specified that if, like, fireworks went off, because there was, like, somebody in the distance, like, lighting fireworks every once in a while. He's like, if a firework goes off in the middle of the pitch, it's going to be, like, a no pitch. We're just going to, yeah. like, basically replay it. But meanwhile, you had this band playing full volume, literally, right next to the field the entire time. And, like, our starting pitcher's like, so what do we do about the band? Like,
0: hey, can y'all shut up over there?
1: And I'll give him credit. I mean, J Mo went out and hummed, but it, like, still like you you're gonna stop the pitch every time a firework goes off in the distance but the band that's playing right next to us you're just we're calling it g like
0: yeah that's what happened with um uh, and cottage grove uh for their fourth of july they were shooting off fireworks and like it happened in the middle of a pitch one and cottage grove was like can you not do it in the middle of the pitch uh, but obviously they're like super far away and also too i'm sure those are not like experts shooting them off either uh, which is also kind of exciting, too. I've talked about fireworks before on this podcast. It's always fun uh, when it's just, like, the guy that uh, is in charge of shooting off, like, the citywide wide fireworks. Eh, you wonder, like, eh, what kind of qualifications does this guy have for shooting off fireworks? It's uh, kind of a little sketchy. But.
1: My mom grew up in Ridgeway, a little tiny town, like 800 people, called Ridgeway. Yeah. Um, And they had a decent fireworks show every year. I mean, it was better than Dodgeville, which is like four or five times the size. And I would imagine that the people lighting those fireworks off for Ridgeway were probably at least half in the bag when they were doing it. And to me, that seems a little irresponsible in itself.
0: Yeah, that's one thing we love to see here with our fireworks is uh, you got to be, like, halfway inebriated. Yeah. And then, like, that's, like, every, like, firework. Shoot
1: two in the morning
0: after you have had a 424 pack. you got to start shooting.
1: Several high-lifes in.
0: Yes, 100%. cannot stress this enough. Also, too, I know this isn't hometown, but uh, I was covering... Cambridge Deerfield, uh, they have a combined soccer team because you know two small towns, um, and they're playing Whitewater, uh, and an absolute barn burner of a match if you can imagine. Not you know shitting on them because obviously they're just playing for the love of the game. Some of the guys out there I thought were pretty good, but also too, I was like, I was like, this is Division Four soccer or whatnot, right? So you played soccer for a year, right? I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to have, like, ball boys or ball girls shag for varsity, right? Um, I could tell you, one of the things that makes me mad is when uh, they don't do their job of shagging the balls. Um, I remember a couple years ago, and so I'll tie it in in a second. I remember Monona, we were up in Monona Grove, and like the they had, like, some JV players doing it or something like that um, for Monona Grove, and he... Uh, and, like, the guy was just, like, juggling the soccer ball, like, on the sideline while, like, a ball's out of play, and, like, the ref, like, literally stopped the game and was like, if you want to be a ball boy, if, like, if you're going to ball boy, you have to actually ball boy, like, as the guy's, like, eating a hot dog or something like that, because that's also, you got to eat food while you do it, of course, too, right? So, anyway, fast forward to this game, right? I'm, like, working the sidelines. They're, it's like two middle school girls, I would think. I don't know. Girls, like, younger than 16 all look like the same age to me, so they could be in high school, they could be in middle school, they could be intermediate. I don't know. They, they were young, right? They were, like, in that, like, immature, like, stage where it's, like, where it's the time of their life where you look back on and you cringe because there's a lot of cringeworthy moments that come out of middle school. Uh, but anyway, so there's two of them, right? So you would think... One of them on one side of said field, the other on the other side of the field, right? Nope, both of them literally right at the same side. And you would think, all right, maybe one of them will take one end, and maybe one of them will take the other end. Nope, directly at midfield. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And so, like at one point, like I'm hearing them talk, and I hear one of them go do you like my brother? Like, you know, the dumb, like, middle school, like, oh, do you have a crush on my brother or whatnot? Anyway, ball out of play, kid chasing after it. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, there's a barn burner of a game going on right now between two powerhouse teams. So much is on the line. The the players are playing their hearts out on the field. You got the stands with about... Forty-two people, and it just absolutely rocking the place. The coaches' brains are in overdrive. And you mean to tell me you're focused on young middle school love? Come on, focus on the game. I wanted—I just wanted to like walk on the field and be like, "All right, I'm sorry. I got—I got to stop this game. The passing is terrible. Uh, it just is not crisp." The crowd is not into it enough. The ball, everyone, stop what you're doing. You're making a mockery of the game of soccer. We're gonna restart this in ten minutes. And, and like, I need to see some improvement out here. I was like, I was like, wow, this is. I mean, you gotta start small somewhere. And obviously, they're just out there playing for the love of the game. And take one thing away from this: some I make fun of myself a lot. So if you listen to this and say either a you're one of the ball girls at that game, or just like you're someone that's offended about this. Take it from me, I make fun of myself a lot, so just have a little fun with it, laugh about it. I've done dumb moments when it comes to athletic events as well, too, so, you know, don't worry about it. But have you ever had, like, that, where it's, like, you've gotten, like, where, like, you're, like, the only person to, like, notice it, and, like, you want to mention it, but you're like, I don't want to be that guy.
1: So, I recently went to a a Brewer game, and, and I sat... Very close, and I mean like very close to the right field side ball boy. Yeah. And this dude looks like he's probably 20 years old, right?
0: Living the dream.
1: First of all, he looks unathletic, which you don't have to be athletic to be a ball boy or ball girl or whatever. Like, you you just literally sit there on a stool, and whenever the ball comes to you, you snag it. It's, That's got to be such a fun job. Yeah, it's the life, really. You, like you toss it to a little kid. You dream of that. Like, I always was like, how do you get that job? And right now, I'm really like, how do you get that job? Because we were at the Brewer game. And I'm watching the guy in left field, and he's doing a stellar job. Like, there's, like, piss rockets coming at him, and he's, like, scooping them on the the short hop and, like, throwing them out to everybody. And this ball boy on our side was just dog water. I tell you what, just absolute dog water. He's, like, missing them, like, Jace Peterson had to come over from right field cuz he like missed one that basically went right through his legs and oh, ricocheted God off the
0: wickets and
1: like out into right field like this guy's just missing them all over.
0: Was he doing like the <laughs> Dorn uh from Major League doing the olay he, where he's just raising the left hand.
1: He legit was just just really really bad. And I was not helping his psyche because the whole game... Okay, no, I gave up in, like, the fifth inning, and I moved to the second baseman for the Nationals. But anyway... I was razzing him, like, the whole game. I was like, all right, buddy, five bucks, give me a ball. Five bucks, because he was literally, like, ten feet away. We were in the third row. Oof. And I was like, all right, five bucks. And he just, like, would not look over. And I was like, okay, rich guy, ten <laughs> bucks. And
0: You're also really good. You're, like, if I could give you the biggest compliment, it's also a complete backhand. You are perfect at just- Poking the van dude. So, uh, as someone that has worked with Jasper for about probably five or six years. Not, nah, not, nah, more than that. Like, how long were you at Culver's? Like for? five years. Five yeah. years. All right. So five years. So just perfect. That if you, if he, you wanted something, you would just poke people perfectly to where I'm like, fine, I will take your shift, even though I had plans. So <laughs> you were just perfect at that, so I'm shocked that they didn't work out for you.
1: So anyway, this guy is just, like, not having any of my shit. The, I, at this point, like, the whole section around me is, like, picked up on on oh. my, my little, uh, my little game. And then so I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't get paid enough for this. I'm going to leave him alone. It was a couple innings. I tried to get my ball. He's clearly not interested. So I moved to the second baseman for the Nationals, and I started razzing him. And I was like, okay, 10 bucks if you drop a ball. And then he he just was not having any of it. And I was like, okay, rich guy, 20 bucks. (laughs) And then at this point, like, the section now is, like, also yelling at the second baseman. My dad's yelling at the second baseman. Hey, Garcia, your shoe's untie!" Like, everybody was just giving him a whole bunch of crap. And then... He, uh, he got pinch hit for in, like, the ninth inning, and yeah. I'm kind of taking credit for that personally. We were... He was we probably were probably like,
0: I can't stand Yeah,
1: he, they, he was not going to come back out there. It
0: is also one of the greatest things is someone that went to the Deer District and was able to get a couple chants going. When you get people to join in on a chant, it's pretty fun. Like, obviously, like, it's pretty easy to get a Poppy Portish chant going, yeah. but I think I got a Fuck Devin Booker chant going, so that was one of my, like, proudest moments. So. Yeah. I was pretty happy about that. I also tried getting a free Britney chant going, but that did not work out <laughs> as well. But also, too, shout-out to Britney Spears. I, I see, I think, her, that case is going like good. I think their dad or something dropped the sponsorship or whatever the hell it was. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're, uh, we're coming for Amanda Bynes next.
0: Really, I've never heard about
1: this. Yeah, apparently, um, she suffered abuse from somebody in Nickelodeon. And then,
0: oh, I and think then, I know who you're talking then about. Then
1: after that, I think like her mom or her dad has a conservative ship, like sim- very similar to to Britney Spears. For sure.
0: This is going to be kind of weird, but I'm just going to flip on the television real quick and just pause something because I have a show coming on at 7, but obviously I'm enjoying this, so I'm just like going to, you know, obviously, like, pause it quick. Because I've also tried recording podcast episodes while, like, watching football, and sometimes that really doesn't work out. But I don't want to forget, because as someone that missed wrestling, oh, it looks like Tropical Storm Mindy. right. Huh. Ah. That must have just became something new. I watch the weather channel a lot, so that's like my daytime television if I'm ever at home. When I was working second shift at the VA for a hot minute, too, that was literally all what I would do, just get up, watch the weather channel for a bit.
1: As someone who works outside, I'm an avid weather checker, um, but typically only local weather. I only really know.
0: Are you a fan of AccuWeather or no?
1: I, I do AccuWeather as the the site of choice, yes.
0: AccuWeather pisses me off very much Oof. because it is not, as someone that has had many plans go awry, because AccuWeather Listen. fucks it up. And also, I, I, I literally worked with a meteorologist that has, like, talked, uh, when I was at the VA, there was a guy that's like a part-time meteorologist, something like that. Um, he doesn't like being on camera or something because I was like, Why aren't you like at like a news station or something? He's like, I hate being on camera, but like I storm chase stuff like that. He's literally like a change, like slightest change of pressure can just alter a storm's path completely. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's fun ripping on AccuWeather because I'm just ripping on a company and not a single person. It's always a lot to, more fun too, to rip on a company.
1: To be fair, AccuWeather is the app that I use and in, in the website that I choose to use for for my weather, but um, they are they are not accurate all the time. Can't can't give them that.
0: you want to know what I just thought of? Uh, since you're talking about the Razzlin, uh, the people, uh, I think one of my favorite memories are hearing the story about you at Culver's is the A&W repair story. <laughs> 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 and you want to talk about someone not having it. So Jasper... Well, man and drive through, like that, like just an absolute unit back there. All right, he is like the franchise back there. You put him back there, everything will like going good, right? And so, Jasper back there, some guy. <laughs> I forget how this goes. I'm just letting you tell the
1: story. Go for it. So I'm in the drive-thru, and somebody's uh, ordering. And on our menu, I'm pretty sure on the menu board outside, it probably lists the root beer that we have as as Culver's root beer. And a big myth um, is some people think that we brew our own root beer at Culver's. That would be pretty badass. Like <clears throat> like some people, aka A and W, I think might do that. Yeah. Um, Culvers, it you can taste, you can it, taste and that. Culvers does not do that. And so, some customer was like, "I'll take a Culver's root beer in the drive-through," and I was like, "Actually, sir, we have A and W root beer," and it it proceeded to get zero response. I think maybe a very very dry. Ha. But that was the most that I got out of that guy, and and really, you, it's one of those situations where you you really not you don't want to be present. You you wish you could you could not be in that situation anymore, and um, no regrets actually.
0: I, I respect it, but that is one of my favorites. The crack jokes on the drive in the drive through. It fine, that's supposed to be quick, not just like Culver's workers, but just like. <laughs> People outside. I was talking to my buddies about this the other day too. It's like, my favorite is like when they pull up and they're like, and obviously the greeting goes off that's like, Welcome to the world's largest culvert. Order whenever you're ready, please. Uh, which also, too, uh, it's always fun when it's like a voice like that would say it that's so you're like, Oh, I don't like this person, and you have to listen to them all day. Uh, but uh, it's You know, it's just funny because a lot of people would be like, "Oh, is this really the world's largest coerce? And you would have to respond, like, for the seventh time of the day. Yes, it is. It's 7,800 square feet. And the guy would be like, I don't believe you. And it's like, yeah, you caught us, buddy. You know, you win. Uh, Sir, there's clearly, like, a, a huge line out to the road. It is Labor Day weekend. The entire state of Illinois is right behind you. Can you please order your food and, like, get going in this timely manner, but not the guys out there being a comedian. Just like, anything else? Yeah, a million
1: dollars would be cool. <laughs> That's also something that I'm, I'm pretty, uh, you can count on me for, uh, some very inappropriate timed humor. <laughs> like, just no business making a joke at, at a certain point. I'm like, I think I'm gonna go for it.
0: We've also, obviously, behind closed doors, we've also had some good laughs about, uh, um, some jokes, and I, I, I do not care repeating, uh, but, like, you and I both know the napkins joke, and also to the one where the person, like, had, like, stuff written on their hands, and you're like, what were you we doing, cheating on a test or something like that? <laughs> we just went from it where it's like, yeah, I'm also not only your professor, but I'm also made the drive-, the drive through for the day. <laughs> So it's I just love that it's just so dumb, just, but that's what got us through those shifts.
1: Yeah, you gotta do something. <laughs> oh
0: fuck, just, God! Could you imagine you get, that? That's how you get caught cheating Right, <laughs> going through the drive and you have stuff right on your head, and your professor is also manning the tractor Yeah, I like working the fast food industry once in a while. It's fun. It keeps me young and exuberant. <sighs> just go go back there once a day and just keep working. Out. Yeah, we've had some fun, that would always just piss me off. And they wouldn't know what to order, and they would also like be cracking some jokes as well. It's like, God, you are the worst people, and you're also probably cutting people off. When you're right? The yeah. Oh. You got anything else that makes you mad off the top of your head? That you want a vent <laughs> to vent about, get off your chest?
1: Um, yeah, it's been pretty hard to w- w- sit here and look at your badger hat. Uh, this whole time, um, very very upset about the game against Penn State. I don't yeah, know if you discussed that. <laughs> no, I yet. have
0: not actually, because I think the last podcast episode I recorded was like one and a half weeks ago. Because I've been waiting on you. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh, screw, screw Penn State. Okay, it wasn't really Penn State's fault. I think we
0: can blame Penn <clears throat> State as a, a university that has had. A very shady track yes, record yes, yes, when it's yes. come to doing the right thing, um, and like you know, yeah, doing the right thing. And also, they've beaten us a decent amount. Yeah, I can I cannot stress to you how much I
1: hate yeah, Penn State. I hate Penn State. Um, but I feel like Graham Mertz just played really really bad. I saw online yeah. that yeah. that Paul Chris was taking a little bit of heat. I don't like that. I mean. I think if Graham Mertz just plays the game that he's capable of playing, that game goes a lot different, and and Paul Chris really doesn't take any heat for it. So,
0: as someone that's uh, in the Jump Around Facebook page um, on Facebook, I don't know if you've heard anything about it. So basically, it's like when the pandemic first started, uh, they would play Jump Around on the radio stations or whatnot. Um, as, like, a way to, you know, get through the pandemic. And, hey, you know, they'll come back and all that fun jazz. And so it would turn into people, you know, talking about, you know, Packers, Badgers, you know, your Friday night fish fries. People would post their old fashions. You know, your typical Wisconsin thing. But one of the things that always pisses me off is, like, when people give their sports opinions in there, they just, people were ripping on Mertz in there. Like, Which obviously, like, so far it's been, like, confidence, a little shaky right now in Mertz, but, like, still he's, like, one of the highest recruits we've ever had for a quarterback, which obviously sometimes they don't always work out. But he first game back after a COVID year, facing a tough defense, like, Like, I just hate the whole armchair quarterback people getting on Facebook. Yeah, this Merz, isn't it?
1: No, I... I
0: want to see someone else. It's like, all right, buddy. Like, the jump around Facebook page is for, you know, Friday night fish fry pictures, pictures of the sunset, and... uh. Kids jumping around to jump around. Like, this is not the time for you to come in with your armchair Monday quarterback analysis. Like, get out of here.
1: See, the problem with me, with Graham Mertz, is we saw, I think, a little bit last year, pre him getting COVID or being shut down because of the COVID protocols, of, like, what he can do with his arm. And we just didn't see any of that in, in the game against Penn State. And I, I actually love the fact that we tried to run the ball as much as we did, even though you have Graham Mertz, because uh, Malusi played pretty good. But I don't know. I think that like <clears throat> like Mertz really can play better than what he did. He just didn't have a very good game, and it sucks that it came at home in the first game of the season against Penn State with like 80,000 people in the crowd. It was was very, very painful to only put up 10 points, especially when this is like the first game that we've seen the Badgers defense in action after Jim Leonard came back to the Badgers instead of taking the Packers job, which now I'm looking at this game going, wow, like, they, Jim Leonard's defense just played their heart out, and we still lost. Like, there yeah. goes the championship, like, playoff. Hey, hey, uh, hey,
0: yeah, hey. it's not
1: completely down the toilet. I mean, especially if you go out and beat Notre Dame and, like...
0: And Iowa. Iowa <coughs> looking like a good... Right. So especially if Iowa goes into Iowa State, beats Iowa, Iowa State... Which um, also, too, shout-out to Wisconsin for scheduling Iowa at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Cannot stress you. How much I enjoy Wisconsin just schedule like Camp Randall, amazing venue at night, right? I place think, absolute rocket and. No, we're just gonna have all eleven o'clock games.
1: I think we really got screwed this year in that aspect, and that's why like a lot of times we don't really get considered for for the playoff, even if we like play pretty well. Like we're always like dogged by the national media because we play Penn State. At the beginning of the year, two top 20 teams, and we play them at 11. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't like that. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, slightly disappointed as a Packer fan now that we, like, lost this first game. Like, what could we have seen this year with the Packers as Jim Leonard, like, the defensive coordinator? Yeah. Especially with, like, the amount of talent that I think that the Packers' defense exactly. has. So.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's been a fun off season. I'm glad them boys are.
1: Uh, it's been a long off yay. season. It I will feels still like forever.
0: never forget the news breaking about Rogers, which, by the way, cannot stress this enough. Fuck Adam Schefter and fuck any of the other. I mean, obviously, I know there's a lot of truth to it, but like, there's been like some things where it's come out and it's like, yeah, that story's not true. Ty Dunn, looking at you, um, but we're. You know, that stuff, like, obviously came out. I remember, like, calling up one of my buddies and being like, oh, did you hear the news? And he's like, oh, yeah, because I had, like, seven people send me Snapchats, like, because literally, so I, like, listen to a podcast on my way to work, 45-minute drive, I have my mobile data off. I flip on my mobile data, to you know, clock in as I'm about to walk in and go, you know, to the office, right? All of a sudden, I get, like, six notifications. Breaking. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Rodgers wants out. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I get like seven snapchats from people like, oh my god, you hear the news? And I'm like, what the fuck? And so then I go to a cover at McFarland Softball. I'm trying to figure out how to put together this new camera, right? And my good friend Jasper is sending me Snapchats like,
1: I'm ready to <laughs> jump off a bridge, okay? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, also too it's funny because you're out here making every type of different move, man. are <laughs> like, hey, we could trade him to what the Jets. Hey, what yeah, if we did this? What if we did this? trade him for a couple first-round picks, and, you know, then we get Zach Wilson. And I'm trying to figure out how to put this camera, which is hilarious because I'm telling Dylan this. And he's like, first of all, it's, I a, don't- it's a Nikon. You just literally <laughs> slot it in and then turn it. And I'm like, yeah, once I figured that out, I was... I was in business, But Jasper's out here making franchise-altering decisions just at the beat of the heart. Just, yeah, sure, let's do this. I'm like, hold
1: the phone. phone. First of all, I'd like to say don't put those words in my mouth because I never would have said we should trade the Jets so we can get Zach Wilson. I did propose a, a trade offer okay. from the Jets right. that would have involved the pick right. that got Zach Wilson, but we don't want Zach Wilson. Right. Anyway, um, yes, I was um, very much ready to jump off a bridge that day. It, a lot has to do with um, my, my living situation at the time. I was kind of like almost living full-blown Amish, living in the middle of nowhere. Um, not a lot of internet access. <laughs> I was listening to a lot of sports talk radio at work. Um,
0: Sports talk
1: radio is a lot of fun. Um, a lot of one hundred point five. Shout out to um, Shout ESPN to Madison. I think Ben
0: Bruss has a show
1: on. <clears it throat> yeah, I Ryan listen. Butch as well. Too. I listen to a lot of Scalzo and Bruss. Um, it's four to six um, every day <laughs> during the week. Um, if
0: you're listening to this podcast, also, turn
1: it off. Go listen to that. Also, no, 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 no. but um, quality, quality stuff on one hundred point five. Um, there's actually a dude from Wisconsin-Dell's hometown team that calls into Scalzo and Brussels all the time. Really? Goes by Z in the D. I'm calling you out. Z in the D. His name is Zach. He plays for um, Wisconsin-Dell's hometown. Better yeah. than D in the Z. <laughs> yeah. You want, yeah. Hey, babe, you want to come over and get that D in the Z? We got D in the Z calling into the show. This better not be one of
0: those crank callers.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's... Uh, so at that time in my life, I was um, just kind of consuming myself with the whole situation that was like the Bucks season, the upcoming Brewers season, Wasn't and like the kids ca-
0: hurt at that point. Because I remember yeah. um, the guy that wrote for the Gazette; it was his last day, and he's like, "Yeah, so Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Uh, Yelich is hurt. Bucks are not doing good. Uh, Badgers are struggling right now, and I, uh, yeah." I picked a good day to be uh, last day of sports editor in Wisconsin. Yeah,
1: it was, um, yeah, it was an abysmal, abysmal time for a little bit, and then I mean the Bucks like really pulled it around. I, they weren't fe- good. I'm feeling good about Wisconsin sports right now. The Brewers are. That down. is a
0: bold statement. To make. Okay, okay, okay. Just with
1: what we know. No, no, no. Listen, in terms of like. Years past since 2010, I feel like we haven't really won a notable championship for a Wisconsin sports team. Until the Bucks, so the Bucks, so the Bucks did it for us. The Brewers are playing really well. I'm not saying I'm not out here saying the Brewers are about to win a championship, but and also
0: to as someone that's like a notable Cup fan, I would like not care if the Bre- like I'm not going to like actively pull against the Brewers. Like there are some teams that I would be like, yeah, I would like to see them win either because of their players or just, like, I always like picking teams, too, that, like, they haven't won in a long time. So, like, the Padres, like, mm-hmm. I, might, I might pull for because, you yeah. know, they have Darvish. Uh, Caratini, which is always fun to cheer for because Caratini rhymes with Martini, and that makes me think back to uh, when I watched One floor of the Cuckoo's our senior year of high school, and my buddy and I would just always go, Martini! <laughs> uh, so, and obviously because Fernando Tatis is out there, too. Right and slam Diego and everything like that. And also, they haven't won in a while. But, like, obviously, if you guys are facing, like, the Yankees or, like, the Dodgers, obviously I'm not going to be like,
1: yeah, let's go Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers, really. I I mean, I really really can't stand Uh, them. Could you
0: imagine if if it comes down, Brewers, Dodgers, Game 7, Trevor Bauer on the mound. Oh, God, that's a no-win situation for me.
1: The one thing that I am kind of, like... Uh, slightly, uh, well, not slightly, I'm much, much more hopeful about a Brewers postseason run this year than any other year previous. Is like we have three, like, bona fide starting pitchers going. Like
0: four houses. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. And, like, like even, like, our back-end guys, like Anderson and Lauer, they've been getting the job done a lot. I mean, you're not going to throw those guys in a start in the postseason most likely. But, like, the rotation is, like, in and my time, like, actually knowing about the Brewers, like, this is by far the best. And like,
0: also, too, if you get seven innings from, like, back, from end, Burns, the back end, The back-end bullpen you is good, get yeah. Williams and Hayter yep. to close down. Yep.
1: You really have to score, like, three runs a game. That's yep. what you're looking for in the postseason. Well, like, I, I like those odds. All like,
0: those years, it's like, you guys, the one thing you didn't have was, like, reliable starting pitching, so you would have to go heavy on the bullpen, and now it's right. like, now you've got the starting pitching. Yeah,
1: you hope you get a guy... Like through five or six innings, and then you make it to your bullpen. But now, like you, you get your starter through seven, like six or seven. You got Boxberger, Williams, and Hater. You, you like that situation. So
0: Boxberger pisses me off because of someone that drafted Devin Williams on my fantasy baseball team, and for a while he was kind of struggling. Uh, Boxberger was kind of like picking up like the holds and saves. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Where's Devin Williams at? He was. Th- he should have been the uh NL rookie of the or maybe he was I don't know. He got gyffed on some award but I was like, Alright, that's a dumb like he's someone that like does not cheer for the Bruce. I was like, Devin Williams should've probably got it. But I'm like, help out my fantasy team for crying out loud.
1: Also, um <clears throat> this is not really related, um, but uh what makes me <laughs> mad is MLB the show.
0: Oh um, for, be- for it.
1: because As a lifelong Brewer fan, um, we always kind of get dogged on the ratings aspect. Um, It happens a lot for Wisconsin sports. Um, Not surprising. However, this year was like just abysmal. I mean, if if you look at the show 2021 and you look at the Brewers' active roster to start, like, that game, and you look at their ratings, It it's really just offensive, in my opinion. But that's, I mean, that's all I got to say.
0: That makes me think of, like, Madden ratings, where it's like, they're clearly giving guys, like, way too low, and it's like, how about you guys fix the game and have it be better than just what it is right now.
1: Well, and it's just like you you look at like the Minnesota Twins and literally everybody is ranked like 80 or above and it's like, okay, is this team really that good? But then they you look suck. at the Brewers Yeah, and then you look at the Brewers team who is like gonna win like 95 games this year probably Like,
0: Except Jorge Polanco Jorge Polanco does not suck on the Twins. He was a very solid fantasy baseball addition. As someone... In the fantasy league, that does not make a whole lot of fantasy moves, and we'll see, like, obviously you guys make a lot more fantasy moves than I do. Um, I, I look at some of the guys you drop, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick him up. Poor hey Polanco, I picked him up, and he just went on a tear. I was like, all right, we're just going to casually drop Will Myers. All right, I'll, I'll pick him up. Sure, I'll, I'll take him. I'll drop Jason Hayward and his measly 200 batting average and pick up Will Myers.
1: <laughs> so the Cubs should think about doing that.
0: I've just, never, I've bitched about the cups profusely on this podcast. Which, by the way, what a word I just used there, too profusely. Um, yeah, it, it, it's always hilarious that the Ricketts family can just literally bathe in the wealth they have. They signed one bad free agent contract. And they're like, well, fuck, we can't do anything else, you guys. I'm sorry, we just don't have the money for it. Oh, what's that, Trump? You want to run a 30-second ad? All right, here's $6 million. Here you go. And also, too, the, the daughter has donated to Democratic, you know, funds as well, too. Uh, so, you know, they're equally all to blame as well, too. Uh, but, you know, I'm not giving out the whole boat, giving them both sides, but also like their brother is the governor of Nebraska and he's kind of a shitbag. Um, and just, yeah. I just remember also one time too, they did the whole undercover boss and I think Pete was the one that went undercover and yeah, they just kind of seemed like, I just remember they did like, the guy came back and it's always hilarious watching under, have you watched undercover boss? You know the premise of the <laughs> show, right? Yeah. It's always hilarious because it's, like, they discover, like, really bad, like, working. And it's like, well, yeah, you guys are making maximum profits as a CEO. And then you're like, oh, it really was this bad. And I probably remember one of them, they came back to, like, the board meeting, and all the people were like, oh, what was it like? And it's like, yeah, you guys have probably never had to have a blue-collar job before, have you? You just get to sit in the office all day with your fancy suits and ties where you make a whole lot of money and do a whole lot of nothing. How, how about you get out there and landscape that field? Also, too, another thing that pisses me off about the Rickets right now, they're doing a whole How We Saved Wrigley Field documentary, and it's like the nerve of you guys. You trade away the cornerstones of the franchise, which I understand. Kind of had to do it. Contract the year. You, know, you don't have them 100% committed to next year. Sure, try to get some prospects, but... You own the team, and then you have enough money and enough gall to be like, you know what, let's make a good documentary and make ourselves feel good about how we saved Wrigley Field. And don't get me wrong, Wrigley Field looks a lot nicer now when you go down there. I like some of the things they did, you know, with the scoreboard and the renovations and everything like that with the bleachers. It does look a lot nice. But guess what? They could literally lose a hundred million dollars, and i don't think that would like hurt the like ten million dollars to them is like me losing ten bucks i'd be like ah shit whatever i'll but like it, it's like pocket change literally it, it just oh it, it you, you want to get a takeaway them crying millionaires crying about money is something that pisses me off, just profusely pisses me off just like the Yeah, if only we had the money for it. It's like, you're literally sitting on a stack of cash. But yeah, on Undercover Boss, that show kind of also pissed me off too because they'd always be like, yeah, you get this new car. That's like...
1: That's not a plausible show either, because yeah, eh, try sending uh, a CEO of Culver's into a restaurant at Culver's, and, and well, tell that, yeah, I'd, I'd spot that person like. A well, million. that's what
0: I. At least, You're like, much, okay,
1: you don't belong. As
0: right. much pain that Culver's has brought me over the years, and where I'm like, God, I ugh, have you know bad, poor things to say about that place. It's like. The one nice thing I will say about that restaurant is, like, from, like, top to bottom, like, especially, like, Craig at the top, the founder, it's good to be hands-on with a company and being like, okay, we at least kind of know how things work. Instead, you have some of these fancy cats at the top that just buy businesses, and then they want to try to tell you how things run. It's like, uh uh-uh. I don't think that's how it works. But, yeah, Undercover Boss. I always like the premises. Yeah, we're going to bring in this TV camera. Um, and say that it's a reality TV show where you have to pick the better contestant or something like that. And also, too, this guy's going to look oddly familiar to the CEO of uh, of the place, and we're just going to give him a mustache and some glasses <laughs> and a hat, and we're going to pass him by as Joe Smith.
1: <laughs> like, haven't you guys ever gone outside, don't you, like, Yeah, <laughs> this isn't real?
0: Could you imagine if, like, Craig Holder would have done that just... Like uh,
1: uh oh, my. just <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. God. oh man! Could uh, you
0: imagine the amount of jokes
1: we know? I, c- I could not imagine having
0: like an affair and everything like that. Just like him in the kitchen and just all of a sudden, yeah, good old Craig having the affair, and then just be like, oh, I talk mad shit about and Craig.
1: They just call him Greg. <laughs> yeah, it Greg Cole. Craig Cole.
0: Fun fact: For like the first four years that I worked there, and honestly, I think to like the time too that I got promoted to crewly, I thought his name was Ray. I don't, I don't know why I thought Craig Culver's day, like an absolute like Mount Rushmore of like Wisconsin guys, Craig Culver. I thought his name was Ray, and I think I've told people, yeah, uh, our founder Ray Culver. You know, it's like he looked like a Ray. All right.
1: I mean, I yeah, I could see his name being Ray. One of my favorite, um, like, spoofs
0: of, uh, Undercover Boss was Conan did one, but instead it was, like, Undercover Warden or something like that, and so the guy was, like, uh, becoming an Undercover Warden, uh, or, like, to see, like, what goes on behind the scenes, and they're like... Yeah, we had a bunch of, like, makeup and stuff prepared, but then the guy said, quote, I don't want to look like a damn buffoon, and then it shows the actor, he's like, I don't want to look like no damn buffoon! (laughs) Here, just, I'm going to put on this piece of electric tape for a mustache, and I'm going to wear this bandana, and I should be good, and he just walks into, like, the prison yard, and he's like, hello there, gentlemen, my name's Jose Criminal, and I'm a gangbanger from Ghettoville! And then they just, the scene ends with him just
1: getting stabbed. Because <laughs> that's what would happen, probably. <laughs> and,
0: and, and one of my favorite Conan skits, just undercover, undercover criminal. But yeah, could, that show would not fly. Just like, yeah. And also, too, I would be like, I would not handle a TV crew coming in and, like, <laughs> getting in the way. Like, could you imagine fourth of july weekend just like four camera crews in there you got a guy with a
1: <laughs> the mic with
0: the mic while you're just on Friars. god could you imagine how badly that would suck i'd be like all right something's clearly up and they would also too like that would not be a good time to shoot like get me on like a monday night where i could right. crack some jokes yeah. or something like that and like I, I don't have to be stressed out but like don't get, don't come in a Fourth of July weekend when I've just got a bunch of fourteen-year-olds on run that are just <laughs> fucking around and all this other shit, and I'm out here just literally trying to, uh, like carrying the company. On. I mean, I know there are going to be a lot of other people that listen to this podcast, hopefully from callers that are like, um, I'm calling bullshit on it of you carrying the company, but just fourth of july i'm out here carrying the company and then i got like six cameras in my face asking me what i think about the undercover guy that seems to know a lot more than what he's putting on (laughs) yeah don't don't come out here with that shit
1: i could just imagine you just sprinting right past them just not even saying anything like
0: could you god could you imagine they're like you having to they're filming you while you're custard scooper (laughs)
1: <laughs> that
0: see, no, that then would be quality
1: that point, cause, cause that, footage. Because you could make money off that reality God, TV show. Just
0: me being custard scooper, the, the good vibes that I would come from. Literally, for anyone that does not know what custard scooper is, literally you would just stand at the custard machine, just scooping custard. <laughs> That's it. Like you would even have to get toppings. I mean, like sometimes if it's a kid's dish or something like that. Only time it would suck if you would have like five kids run up obviously they didn't know any better. But, like, they would all order and then they would, like, run to different parts of the restaurant. You'd have to try to figure out where they're at. It's like, ah, I'm getting, uh, th- like, this job's very slow and all of a sudden I'm really busy and there's two banana splits being ordered right now. What is <laughs> happening? <laughs> also, too, don't be that guy that order that goes to the drive-thru and orders a banana split. Physic 1 should not be eaten while dr- If you're driving and you're eating a banana split, Banana split, one, you're from Illinois, but also, to just... Because <laughs> have you seen how them bastards drive? I can guarantee you they are trying to eat a banana split while they drive. But oh. just also, to, it's like, there's no way that it's going to get to the destination you need because you're getting hot fudge and hot caramel <coughs> and strawberries. It's just going to be a puddle of juice. You're
1: ordering a shake with pecans on it, basically. Like, yeah. when you get a banana split in the drive through like, you got to sit down and eat a banana split. Otherwise, you're just, like, it's offensive to the banana split.
0: And then they'd then they have the golf be like, all right, melted. It's like, yeah, no shit. That hot fudge is 100 degrees when it comes out. And custard's very cold. So when something hot meets something cold, obviously it's not going to go well. <sighs> and I could also do a podcast. See, one of the things I wanted to do is to have, like, you and Dylan come on and do, a, like, a Culver's one. Not where, we like, we talk about, like, workers, because we could just do that off-camera if we wanted to. Because, obviously, there's some people that we could just always vent about if we needed to. But, like, just some of the stuff, like, Culver's, wor- or, like, people ordering, or, like... If I had to rip on... I could rip on Bill
1: and Linda for like 15 minutes. That is a, another going back to the joking at inappropriate times at Culver's. One time I got Kesa when I was training her on register to ask somebody if they wanted a single, double, or triple pork tenderloin.
0: I love
1: it. Oh, man. It, I love it. Imagine getting that on reality TV. It's me like... <laughs> oh, if man. you did like the Culver's like, if you did Culver's, that world's largest Culver's, but, like, with Office, like, I that type thing, where, like, you, you did your, like, your side pan. Could you imagine me talking to the I, camera I after getting Quesa? I'd be like Jim from The Office. I'd be like... Got him. Got him. Did you see that one?
0: One of my favorites was, uh, when, um...
1: I'll get in trouble about this later, but it was worth it. One of
0: my favorites was when I think it was Elijah, I want to say, was like first working. I blanked on his name. I was like, it's something Amish related. (laughs) And I almost called him Ezekiel. (laughs) I was like, fuck, what's that kid's name? Is it Jebediah? No, Ezekiel. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, here, just take this. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, it's Elijah. Right, shit. I remember telling you about this. I was like, you know how funny that would have been? Because also to me, like a 14-year-old, he probably would not have corrected me on it either. <laughs> he
1: would have just went with it, too. And then you could have called him, especially Elijah. I feel like you could have called him, I feel like I could have called him Jebediah for weeks before he said anything about it.
0: We had some dandies that worked there, man. It's, uh, also too it, it makes me think back to soccer playing days. One of uh, my guy or like someone thought uh, a player's name was Reese, and that nickname just stuck. He's like, "Your name's not Reese, No, My name's Nick." Oh shit! Well, I'm still calling you Reese for <laughs> now <laughs> And honestly, Reese is a good nickname to have. I'd be like, that's pretty solid. Yeah, it's a nice one. That's just hilarious. It's like the nicknames where it's like...
1: Also, leave it to a coach to call you the wrong thing for forever. And and then just be like, okay, that's your name now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I've I've had some good nicknames. But the worst are the nicknames that are just not good. Where you're like, oof, I wish that name... It's like... Why can't someone like call me like sexy or something like that, like sexy Steve? Like that'd be a nickname where I'd be like, I'd be damn happy about that. Or like, or like Mil- millionaire meeker, like because you're out there making the plays or something like that. So everyone just calls you millionaire meeker or jumbotron jumbotron Jasper because you're so good they put you on the jumbotron. Like that's a good nickname, not like lamb fucker Steve. Like. <laughs> 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 like, that's that's a nickname where I'm like I wish like like call me like sexy Steed or something like that. Don't call me lamb fucker. like, come on, like <laughs> come on like what do you think I'd rather have?
1: <sighs> How about sexy lamb fucker? Yeah,
0: I'll take that one. I'll take that one because it's like it's a, it's a, it's an insult but I get to compliment. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like someone being like I'm going to smack your beautiful face and it's like, "All right, well, at least you called my face beautiful." I that's appreciate true. It. It's true. Yeah, you got anything else that makes you mad? Sometimes I'm going to go upstairs and eat some dinner. But also, too, I got to kind of piss like a racehorse. <laughs> yeah, no. Also, too, we're coming up with quality content, though. So the quality content goes over uh, my bladders. So. I
1: mean, I'm sure that if you give me another two and a half weeks of me um, missing opportunities to come on the podcast, really... Uh, that I'll have more stuff. To you,
0: I will say, you did bring, you did a good job. I was about to be <laughs> like, if you would have come on here and just completely just sh- mailed it in, just looked at your phone the entire time, I would have been like, nah, this ain't cutting it. Fun fact, I remember the first time Dalton Sorgo ever came on the it was hilarious because. We know Dalton does not, like, talk a whole lot, and so this was back, like, when I was also having this, like, syndicated on, like, WSUW uh, radio as well, too. Dalton's like, can I come on the podcast? I was like, absolutely. I come on, I was like, all right, he doesn't talk a whole lot, but I think I could probably get him chatting on some things, right? I was like, Dalton, how's it going? It's going good. I was like, all right, that's good to know. All right, well, uh, we got some things here that make us mad. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. Dalton. And I'll be like, Yeah, hey, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, that would that would definitely make me mad. And it's like,
1: come so, on. Yeah, so actually. Love I, was, I Love would...
0: the kid, though. Cannot stress that enough. Good things to say about Dalton. He, next time he came on, he was, like, a lot, like, more looser. And obviously, like, you come on a podcasting platform, which, like, last episode viewership, I believe, uh, got one play Shout out to that. Obviously, you come onto a podcasting platform as big as this, you know, it, it can startle some people sometimes. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was a little nervous at the beginning that I would do something very similar where I would just answer a question with, like, some one-word answer and then just have an awkward pause after. But, I don't know, you got me started on the yeah. home tail at what makes me mad right away.
0: Get that banter and though. so
1: as soon as soon as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, the ball's rolling here.
0: That was also one of the nice things about, like, Peyton. Peyton, I enjoy him coming on the podcast, but it's like, he's not afraid to talk. He got an opinion, and he will, like, say he's not afraid. As I said, like, he, he full fed cannonball in there, but you <laughs> just don't know what you're going to get. He's the loose cannon. Uh, he's the loose cannon. I'll have to snap him that. I'll be like, you know what? If- he'll, he'll like the joke, but I'll be like, you're the loose cannon, Brian Pillman. That's a piece. Uh, But, yeah, Boy, you, you did good today. I don't know where you would rank. Honestly, some of the... A lot of the people... I've had good luck with the people that have come on this podcast. So
1: That's good. That's if good.
0: You're not, like... You're more than welcome to come back on at any time. And honestly, I should see... Because, see, Casey wants to do a... Po- Casey is a hoot to come on this podcast. Because Casey's just want to talk
1: to us. I places. bet.
0: But, like, I think what I should try to do... Get, like, a big episode between, like, Casey, you, and then Dylan. Because Casey wants to do a podcast with Dylan. But Dylan, I'm sure... Uh, probably like would have to like come on with it, like, and I feel like if I'm like, hey, Jasper's coming on, and it's gonna kind of be like a Culvers episode or something like that, then I feel like the views would just be like people would literally like be crawling over glass to listen to that. So
1: episode. we're just gonna have to tell Dylan that we're like getting dinner or something, <laughs> and then we'll just drive him here and we'll just record the podcast before he like before we even tell him what's going on. You
0: know, one hundred percent, it him would just be going. Indeed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, sounds good, sir. <laughs> I feel like there's something like he might be quiet at first, but there I feel like we could look, we can, crack that shell.
0: We can poke the bear a yeah. little bit, especially if you got Casey on oh, yeah, for 100% for 100% sure. to Oh yeah, 100% appreciate But Yeah. Well, hey my friend, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on and recording. But yeah. So that's gonna do it though for this week's edition of what makes me you got anything you wanna plug by the way? You want like you got like uh your own podcast, you got like a Twitch streaming service, you got like a lawn care p- company or something you want to drive people for? Oh, uh,
1: yeah, Tree Wiseman in Janesville. Um, good good tree service. Also, um, I hope Belleville goes Owen 16 next year.
0: I also hope that Belleville... Because at first, do one of the fans had brought, like, an actual cowbell, and I was like, if I'm going to have to listen to this for a full <laughs> fucking nine innings, it ain't going to fly, like... One of the teams I just hate, Mississippi State, because fuck the SEC. But also, too, it pisses me off that they bring cowbells to the game. And literally, like, any neutral site they go to, they're like, you can't do the cowbells during, like, before the snap. You can do it afterwards, but
1: you can't. And literally, it's just... Yeah, they just don't care. Like, people like that just... Hit them with your car. (laughs) That... What? (laughs)
0: Honestly, <laughs> honestly, there's a lot of things that the What Makes Me my podcast does condone, but one of the things I feel like I do not condone, the SEC. Fuck the SEC. Fuck them. You get Alabama, that's good, and then Georgia chokes in every big game, and then Auburn just, for some reason, always overrated every year. They go like 6-4, and four, and somehow they end up in the top 25 it's so. Team sucks. Man,
1: you got, well, like, when you play in the SEC and mm. your and your schedule is this tough, yeah. and you lose four yeah. games, you're still better than a yeah. one loss Big Ten team.
0: Yeah, Van- Vanderbilt, you know, absolute terrib- terrible. Tennessee, terrible. South Carolina, terrible. But hey, man, they don't have any bottom feeders. <laughs> still, I think one of my favorite moments, uh, 2014, was when Melvin Gordon ran rough shot. Over Auburn in the Outback Bowl. And then that was also the same, where that was like the Big Ten was flexing its muscles that day because, like, SEC teams, the whole vaunted SEC West was losing all their bowl games. And then, like, everyone's like, oh, shit, like, Alabama better show up tonight. And Ohio State upset them on the way to the championship. It sucks saying good things about Ohio State because also fuck Ohio State. Yeah, screw
1: Ohio State. And
0: if we're talking about state universities that also do not do a good job of reporting things as well, too, that's another school. But, boy, when they're beating the brakes off Alabama, I'm like, yeah, go get them, boys. Represent the Big Ten. Make us look good.
1: Yeah, that's the only time, though.
0: Also, to another nice thing that I also enjoyed was the one time that an SEC school came up to, like, for a neutral site game because, you know, how normally they're letting, like, Atlanta or Texas, which is also hilarious. Yeah, it's neutral site, but it's going to be in New Orleans, the heart of SEC country. The one time LSU came up to uh, Lambeau, it just got game. absolutely shut down. I remember trying to watch that at work, and I got yelled at by a certain manager. What? I'm not going to tell you who it was
1: uh, <laughs> I was I was camping um, that weekend, and uh, I listened to that game on the radio, like, while we were camping.
0: Shout out Bart Houston started that game. And, and, like, I think LSU's only touchdown was, like, off a Bart Houston interception. That was when they were doing the two-quarterback system between them and uh, Hornybrook. Which also, too, if you're a Badger fan, ripping on quarterback play... Do you not remember Horniebrook?
1: Horniebrook deserves to be on the podcast. I yeah. could probably talk for an hour about that. But
0: I also heard uh, Horniebrook got punched in the face by one of his old linemen one time.
1: Deserves it. I don't hey, know what he, he was did.
0: Hitting on his uh, girlfriend or something like that. But, but deserves it. Yeah,
1: that
0: was like a thing on Reddit or something. Him
1: like and that. Brett Bielema could just be in a car and just drive forever.
0: Really get this microphone shoved up his ass for a while. Again. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker, you mean to tell me you're just kicking ass in the Big Ten, Ohio State's having a bunch of problems, Penn State's getting just ran roughshod by the NCAA, Michigan is Michigan, and like you literally have the Big Ten to yourself, you're literally going to your third straight Rose Bowl appearance and you're like... You want to know what seems like a good idea? Arkansas. (laughs) Going to 4-8 Arkansas so I can get just blown out the building by Alabama for four straight years and then get fired, and then somehow lands a job with the Patriots of all team, which you want to talk about failing upwards. You know, it's always like, you know, I don't want to, like, talk a whole bunch about, like, white privilege, but there's a lot of people that it seems like in coaching that have found a way to fail upwards. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian, like, gets fired at USC and then becomes, like, a coordinator at Alabama, of all places, and then lands the job at Texas. It's, like, uh, Lane Kiffin just constantly burning bridges left and right, all of a sudden becomes, like, a coordinator at Alabama. Uh, Bielma, absolute dumpster fire in Arkansas, gets a job with the Patriots and lands a job with Illinois, of all places. Um, and then also, too, while we're also discussing former Badger coaches, uh, fuck Gary Anderson as well, yep. too. Yep, The one thing I will say I like about I don't know if it was Gary Anderson or Bielema that came up with it, but whoever came up with the barge formation where it's literally just a wildcat, but you just have, like, ten offensive linemen on the field, God, I love that formation. Because they would get, like, six yards off of it at the least because it's, like, Literally, they have two tons of just meat yeah. on the
1: offensive line. Good luck, yeah.
0: yeah and especially <laughs> with, like, the amount of five stars that we have on, like, the line this year. And, like, four stars. Run that once in a while.
1: That's why I was, like, a little bit more disappointed with, with like, this game. Like, we had a, sh- a shit ton of runs in the play calling. And we were, like, moving the ball, but then the the red zone mishaps in the first half, and then just, yeah, like, I feel like we couldn't move the ball in the air as well as we, we should have been able to. I
0: also wish they could have ran a jet sweep once in a while, too. I yeah, feel like I mean, those, yeah, the couple dangerous. times that they like did fine. run it,
1: they ran it well, yeah.
0: And also, too, you want to know who's a guy, I was just thinking about this today, you want to know who I miss? A.J. Taylor. Mm. I thought he was just solid. Yeah. And, like, Cephas I missed, too, but... Yep. A lot, a lot of guys in this. Yeah, man. That's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. Uh, shout out to the one person that listened to last week's episode. Hopefully more people drive and listen to this episode. If you're putting uh, Avery down tonight for, like, her nap or something, just put out What Makes Me Mad. That'll help her put her to sleep, I would think. But, hey, that'll give me a view. And a viewership equals one penny in a... Uh, viewership money towards me because i have that sponsorship going so i don't know when i'm going to post this podcast episode but just follow what makes me mad on instagram or the twitter uh but yeah thank you guys for
1: listening and we will see you next time thank you